Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, I'm excited to be here. And as usual, I just want to start off the episode first off by thanking everyone who takes the time to listen to these and and support the show. And to remind you all that we couldn't do this show uh, if it weren't for the generosity of the people who support us and support uh, Katina Ministries. And so if you want to join that group of people, uh, the way to do that is go to thegatinas.com uh, and you'll find a give button there. And that's where you can give to not only the show, but everything else that the Katinas do. Um, and so thank you in advance for your generosity. And, and uh, I want you to know that uh, we don't take it for granted that we're able to, to live this life and do the things that we do. We know it's because of such amazing people who support us. Okay, well, I'm back in the studio, and I have a first-time guest here with me, and it's been, well, I guess it hasn't been that long since I had a first-time guest, but I feel like I've been having a lot of uh, uh, returning guests lately, which is great, Um, and it's great to catch up with people who I talked to, I've spoken to before, but I'm excited to have someone new here, and Although it's his first time on the show, it's definitely not his first time with me. I've known this person since as long as I can remember. Um, he is a huge part of, uh, of who I am. And when I think about my childhood, I think about this guest um, a lot. He's there in a lot of my memories growing up. And so a lot of you probably know him. Some of you may not. And I'm excited to to get to talk to him and for you guys to to hear his lovely voice. But I'd like to welcome today my uncle Neil Otenaru. Uncle Neil, thank you for being here. Oh, Josh, man, I'm I'm honored uh, to be here with you, and uh, obviously I've been part of your life for a long time, and uh, with your dad and your uncles, and man, it's an honor to be here with you, Josh. Yes, it's an honor for me. I um, when when I first started this podcast over a year ago now, I remember I was trying to think of, well, who am I going to have as, as my guests? And obviously my uncles and my aunties and my cousins, they were automatically put on the list. Um, but then I was thinking, well, who are some other people that, you know, their last name might not be Katina, but they're still family, uh, that I can put on the list. And yours was one of the first ones. I, uh, uh, I was really excited to have uncle Neil on the show and I can't believe it's taken this long. Um, but we're here now and, and I'm going to enjoy this. But to start off, like I said, I think a lot of our listeners probably know who you are, mm-hmm. um, but some of them may not. And so I just want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And then if you wouldn't mind just telling us um, 
how you, the background between your relationship with the Katinas, how that started and where it comes from. Well, man, Josh, again, thanks again for the opportunity to be here with you and just to share a little bit of uh, history here, of our history together, you know, family and with your your dad and your uncles. Um, I actually first met, now let's just start from the beginning. (laughs) Okay. So I think it was 1995. I had uh, had an opportunity to meet your 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 uh, your dad and uncles. They were out in California visiting a, a mutual friend, family member, John the Toy, and uh, they John's like, "Hey, man, Neil, you ever heard of the Katinas?" <laughs> said, "Yeah, man. You know, obviously their music has always been an inspiration to me, and uh, sharing a, a common story with with our moms, both uh, passing from cancer and so forth, and so." John said, man, Neil, the, the guys are coming in town, man, can you help me uh, pick the guys up? I said, oh, man, sure, that'd be awesome. So pick pick up the guys, and first thing we do is go play basketball. Mm. And and um, needless to say, uh, a relationship was formed at that time. And That, that was back um, when everyone's knees were still intact. <laughs> every, everybody's <laughs> knees were intact, and uh, yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago, long time ago. Um, but, uh, we had, op- we hung out that week and I, I had an opportunity to travel with your uncles and your dad and that week just, they were doing shows in, in the San Diego area and, and then not even thinking anything of it, like, man, five years later, I had an opportunity to move here to Nashville, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously talking that through with, with, uh, with your dad and uncles about the opportunity to come on board and, and help support the guys. And so. Moved here in 2000, so I mean, obviously we're in 22 now, so I've been in Nashville 22 years. Uh, Out of the 22 years, I was with the guys 17 years, and uh, I'll tell you, you know, uh, they're, uh, you know, I'm 40, I'm 48 right now, so thinking about 17 years, that's easily half of my life, you know, being with the guys. It was one of the most rewarding things that I had an opportunity to do, just Mm -hmm. to serve, um brothers that had a heart to serve others and so um a lot of good times a lot of good times on the road a lot of memories um on the road i mean that's one thing but josh you know probably uh, as much as uh, as rewarding was it being on the road i think the thing that was more rewarding for me is my relationship with you guys Mm. you know it's the christmases the the gatherings, the joking around, yeah. that, that, that's priceless for me. Yeah. yeah. People making decisions for Christ. Yes. But I'm just telling you my relationship with you guys. And, you know, uh, I think about the seasons you guys are getting married now, mm-hmm. you know, man, I remember we were changing diapers from when you guys were babysitting, you, guys, <laughs> you know, so to see that come full circle, you know, it's, uh, it's a good time, man. Yeah. Really is, and so uh, at this past week I just came back, went on vacation in New York, not even knowing that your uh, parents and your brother was going to uh, be we're, there. We're going to needless talk about to say, that. needless <laughs> to say, we had a good time there. <laughs> we'll we'll talk know? about that, Uncle. Well, yeah. thanks for introducing. Uh, I think you know I did everything you say. I think yeah. the the memories we have with you are, are priceless, and you know I we'll get into some of them, but I have a lot of good <laughs> memories with you, Uncle Neil. Um, So I'm not sure how much of the podcast you've listened to in the past, but 
uh, I do have a little bit of a format. I have, um, specifically for first-time guests, I have three questions that I ask them. Okay. And the first two questions are really things that I'm more interested in. Um, and then the third question is more about you. Um, and we'll get there when we get there, but sure. I'll start with the first one. And so you kind of already touched on it. I know that you just recently got back from vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you were in uh, New Jersey with a... Mr. Well, I call him Uncle Dan Lascano. Yep. He's actually been on the show before. He told me that. Yeah, I, yeah. I told him I actually, I told him I was going to be on your podcast, and he's like, "Oh yeah." I said, "Have you done?" He's like, "I actually I did it. Uh, I think it was Thanksgiving." Yeah, or something yeah, like that. yeah. He he was in town for Thanksgiving last year, yeah. and he sat where you're sitting. But you were. He's got a nice lake house up in New Jersey, yep. and so. But I wanted to ask you, Uncle, um, if you. Uh, if cost was not an issue, um, what's your ideal vacation? Where would you go? What what kind of things would you be doing? Man, <clears throat> where would I go? What would I do? Um, man, I I think man, I think I do what I really enjoy doing. You know, and it's really it's hanging out with family. Mm-hmm. You know, in a, in a really cool way for me. Obviously, I'm the uncle that's not married and. You know, and I don't have kids, but I used to say this all the time, you know, when I was around you guys, I never felt like I, I didn't have kids. <laughs> my relationship with my nieces and nephews, man, that's everything to me. And so the, the opportunity to hang out with family, man, it's, I, I enjoy that. And, yeah. and that's, that's for, for my situation is great because yeah. it's California, it's Arizona, it's, it's here, it's New York, New Jersey, and you know. I have the opportunity to hang out with family and I, you know, not even realizing I was going to hang out with, with E, man, it was great, you know, and obviously with Dan's boys, but obviously your parents, man, like it's, it's the hangout time, man. You know, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's call it fellowship, call it whatever you want. I'm just saying, man, it's, it's the time you get to hang out, talk, catch up. Um, I know when I go to California, um, some of my nieces that I get together with, it's always interesting when we get in the car and there's music that's played. Mm. And so we have a rule like, hey, you guys can play whatever you want, but I get to ask questions okay. content, you know, <laughs> about about the music. And so one time there was a song and uh, I remember the lyrically the song. I said, OK, I got a question. When you're at a party and you're hanging out and your hormones are running, you know. <laughs> How do you feel about that? You know, and, and you know, it, I use it as an opportunity to really have a hard hard talk with my nieces. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, all I'm going to say is when your hormones are running, <laughs> just don't be alone yeah. because you may end up in a situation you don't want to be in. That's so I said, answer. that's all I'm saying about that song. Because my question is, where do you go when you're listening to the lyrics of that song? Where is it taking you to? Right now, you're hanging out with your uncle, but I'm just saying, yeah. when you're at a party, you're doing that. I said, hey, and I said, you guys know I love you guys, and I always say it out of love. And so, it's great because, you know, we get to be honest with each other. We get to share it, and, and I know that I get to speak in their lives in a yeah. situation that, hey, my hope is that they get in, if they get in a situation, they're, they're in a compromising situation or they're concerned about a situation they're in, that 
man, they would take to heart. Man, uncle said, man, don't be alone, mm. you know, because, man, I could be in a situation that I don't want to be in. Yeah. And so. That's a good uncle. I know. Yeah. All your, all your nephews and nieces are, are, are blessed with the wisdom that you share and yeah. also just the fun times that we have together. Um, I guess, uh, do you remember, um, I want to say I was maybe 11 or 12 years old, um, and you, for some reason, my parents were leaving town together. Mm-hmm. And they needed someone to watch my brother and I. Do you remember this one? It was you stayed at my parents' house with us for like I felt it was probably like a week. Do you remember that? Man, a whole week. Yeah, it was a long time. I, I, all I remember. So the thing I remember about that, maybe it was like four or five days. Yeah. It wasn't just yeah. a weekend. I know that. And I remember this was back when there was still Blockbuster. And I remember you took Eli and I to Blockbuster and we rented like three or four movies. Um, and then we stopped at the grocery store on the way home and you picked up the ingredients for this German chocolate cake. <laughs> that, And I, I don't know how much cake you made, but we ate cake every night. <laughs> that we, we would just watch those Blockbuster movies and eat cake every night, German chocolate cake with Uncle Neil. And I remember, I wish I remember what, why my parents were out of town, but that's a, that's a memory that I have growing up with you as, as my uncle. And I'm sure Eli and I were a, a pain sometimes, but uh, <laughs> those are, are special memories to me. And I know you have that with all of your n- nephews and nieces. Well, I think one memory I remember specifically with you, Josh, was we went to the Vanderbilt. Yes. Football game yes. one time, and I think, well, we had a hookup over there. It was Uncle Rick. Yeah, yeah. That was my <laughs> that wasn't a normal that wasn't a normal game in the sense that I think we were. Um, oh, it was a family deal because I think we uh, the band came out. I remember I think we were on top of the uh, above the stadium yeah. watching team come out. Yeah, well, that was fun. That was Good my times. first uh, college football yep. game. Yep. First, uh, that's the last first and last time I went to a Vanderbilt game. game. Yeah. <laughs> Things aren't things aren't that great over it. Well, yeah. I don't really keep up with them that yeah. much, but yeah, it's it's Vanderbilt. They're still it's doing Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt thing. But all right, well, there's your first question, Uncle, and mm-hmm. um, the second one. I think I've asked it to some of my guests before, but you mentioned you know the time that you spent on the road with with my dad and his brothers and. You know, growing up, I was lucky enough to get to go on the roads every once in a while with you guys, and I, it was always exciting for me and really fun. But I know it was also, now that I'm older, I know it was also work. Um, but I just wanted to ask you, because you're one of the only people outside of the family who probably has um, a wealth of knowledge about the Katina's time on the road like you do, if you could share... Um, when you think back on your time with the Katinas, like one of your favorite stories, it can be a funny story or a happy story or a sad story or whatever, but I love hearing road stories. Man. There, wow, man, there's a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me think. I think when I first started traveling with, uh, with the guys... <laughs> There was a question about taking buses. I remember one time they're like, "Hey, Neil, man, you should book a bus." And I'd never booked a bus before, so that was probably the reason why I didn't book the bus. 
But I remember we flew to Ocean City, Maryland. And uh, I, I remember um, the plane going, like we, we were on a prop plane. Oh, wow. And when the plane was landing, it was like angling side to side. <laughs> I've never been on a plane that was angling side <laughs> to side. Let's just say that we took a tour bus for the next month and a half or something <laughs> like that. You know, I'm like, okay, I think I need to look at this tour bus situation. Uh, traveling via, you know, tour bus and traveling via plane is definitely two different experiences. Oh, yeah. I think I think we made that an experience. Um, I, even though there was 12 bunks, we never, ever had 12. We It was 12 plus, yeah. typically. <laughs> yeah. Couches were beds. Everything was a bed. And... I think if you're another under the age of seven, you could you could have multiple people in a bed. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know we, so, could, we could squeeze them in there back in the day. There was uh, I remember one time um, we were on a Michael W. Smith Christmas tour, and uh, me, your dad, James, and Jesse, we would play Madden until like. Like sun was coming up, like guys, the sun's coming up, and not realizing we were playing one time. So I remember one time we were playing, and I think it was me and your dad against James and Jesse. And like you know, Jesse, all he had to do was like kneel the ball, like run the clock out. Uh But you know, Jesse, he was at the five yard line getting ready to go in, and I'm like, oh, oh, it's on, man, it's on. (laughs) He was he was trying to score when they even they already had the game won. Well. I remember <laughs> came in, hitting this guy. The ball fumbled. I picked it up. And, you know, you're trying to angle. Yeah. We were screaming so loud. Yeti banged the door you know, because <laughs> we were cheering so loud. But, like, we were all laughing. But, you know, this is like 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. You know, poor Yeti, man, had to listen to us screaming and yelling sometimes. I remember <clears throat> I remember the... The bus usually had like a PlayStation or Xbox on it, and uh, all of the uncles, including you, except for Uncle Yeti, were were the gamers. Yep. And yep. I and I loved playing uh, Madden whenever you guys were nice enough to be the controller. But I always thought it was funny that Uncle Yeti, the oldest brother, was he was still too good for video never, games. Back never, then. Gave yeah, never, never gave in. Yeah, never gave. He didn't even look man. that way. He didn't even look that way. He's a stronger man than the rest yeah. of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, those are good good times. I, um, I'm thankful for. I think do, I don't know if you remember. Um, there was a time where I was older, traveling on the road with you guys, and I, um, I was old. Well, I was always old enough to work. I remember from <laughs> from a young age, I got put at the merch table with you. I remember that, but. Uh, I my I got a bigger responsibility one time to run the uh, the visuals for the show, mm-hmm. and it was actually up in uh, at Uncle New Dan's yep. yeah yep. his church, and then we played there. They had a show somewhere in the city, Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I think, think it was Brooklyn, Brooklyn Tab. Tab. I think yeah, yeah, BT. Yep. And I remember, so I was working at the time. Mick, who normally did that. Um, he, for whatever reason, couldn't go on the road that weekend. So I took his spot and I remember you were my boss that weekend (laughs) and you were a very gracious boss. I think I was probably 17, 18 years old at the time and very nervous about my job and taking it very seriously. And I remember 
anytime I had a question, I just knew, oh, go to Uncle Neil, go to Uncle Neil, either him or Uncle Charlie. Those yeah. were my question guys. And so um, I got lucky enough to, to work in many different positions yep. with you on the road, Uncle. That's it, man. Those are good times. Good, good times. I, we could talk about road stories for a long time. But, mm-hmm. um, I'll go ahead and move on to your third question. And this question is really what the podcast is all about. And it's very open-ended intentionally because I want you to answer however you'd like to and, and lead the conversation wherever you want it to go. But sure. the question is this. What's going on at home? What's going on at home? Well, right now, what's going on at home is I just finished up work. <laughs> well, I, I run a music festival out in Colorado, and that's normally, that's really been my main project right now, is uh, this music festival that I've been involved in. And uh, typically we take, uh, well, we've been on a two-year hiatus because of COVID. So this last uh, July 8th, July 9th, we finally had the festival after being off for two years. And so that's been really good. Um, I think a little bit of history about that. It was something that Charlie, me and Uncle Charlie, uh, were involved in. So this is the first year that I've done the festival without Charlie. And so, um, man, we had a great opportunity to honor Charlie, you know, at that event. And, um, you know, he's been part of that process of, you know, putting that festival together. And so... It was great. I mean, I think we accomplished everything. I think what Charlie and I did together, man, we accomplished a lot, mm-hmm. you know, there. And uh, man, it was it was good. It was good to honor Charlie and and know that man, everything's at a good place, mm-hmm. you know, moving forward. So um, that's been man a yearly project I've been involved in, and you know, there's some other stuff that I'm starting to work through. And um, probably my latest project is uh, working on a pickleball deal, and mm-hmm. so I uh, I think in the in the middle of dealing with COVID and everything, when we were in the middle of all that, man, I from a health standpoint, I just I struggle with a lot of things, and it's it's been a struggle that I've had in the past, just with my health and so forth. But uh, I think it was a wake up call in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. in a really really cool way. Um, I got to a place where I finally felt like, man, I uh, connected with some people that really spoke into my life about getting my health in order and so forth. And, um, you know, realizing it's really about making wise choices, you know, when it comes to food and exercise. And then, you know, I'm not one to really like walking or running. It's not my big, you know, it's just not. Not something I look forward to doing. Mm-hmm. I realized that there's benefits to that, and so I had to tell myself and remind myself the benefit of that. But man, once I started playing pickleball, man, that that was a game changer for me. You know, I realized that man, I can stay active, do something I really enjoy doing, and uh, and stay active. And not only that, it's man, it's the fellowship too. You know, the people that I get to play with, man, you get to interact with, and yes. then it's a co-ed sport. You know, and I feel like. It's it's an opportunity to bring three generations together, whether it's grandparents, aunties and uncles and nieces and nephews. I, you know, every year I'd go back, you know, well, there was a season where, Josh, I was with you guys every Christmas, yeah. you know, and uh, and then I transitioned into going back out to California for Christmas. And, you know, part of the challenge of going back, you know, for the holidays is, man, you just gain all this weight <laughs> yeah. from, you know, just the holidays and so mm-hmm. forth. So... 
when I finally started taking control of my health again, I remember thinking, man, I need to stay active when I'm out there. I'm like, man, I, let me try to get, you know, three or four of my nieces and nephews to, to come play pickleball. And, man, it turned into 14 to 16. <laughs> you know, it turned out to be pretty competitive. But the thing is, like, didn't matter if you were a guy or girl. Like, the girls are just as good as the guys. Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. it, and it came and it got really competitive, but in a really cool way where, man, it was great to be together with my aunts, you know, my nieces and nephews. And, a lot of smack talking in that, you yeah. know, and so, but at the same time, man, it's an even playing field too, in a really cool way. Yeah, and so, sure. um, and then, you know, like you can have, you know, I had my, one of my nephews was telling me, he's like, man, uncle, this is Las Vegas. And we were in Las Vegas playing one time. I remember him saying that. I said, boy, you're from Oceanside. Man. I don't forget <laughs> where you're from, man. But, you know, it was, not, you know, I told my sister, it was her son. I said, look, you can't play football with them, but you can play pickleball with them, mm-hmm. you know, in a really cool way, totally. you know, and so that's been great, you know. Yeah, I can really relate to that. So yeah. uh, I definitely don't play as much as you do, yeah. but probably it felt like during 2020 was when I got introduced to pickleball. Yeah. And the person who introduced me was actually my mom. Yeah. Um, she had started playing with uh, some of her girlfriends and. Mm-hmm. She was doing it a lot, and she was like, "You guys need to come try and play." And I was yep. like, "Okay, mom, it's it's just it's a mom sport." That's what sure. I thought it was. Yep. And but eventually, she got me and my <clears throat> brother and my dad to come out, and we were hooked pretty yep. quick. And I was thinking about that, just listening to you say that. Growing up, you know, I got to play basketball with my dad and my brothers, and you know, we wrestle around the house or play football in the backyard. But and my mom always a a great mom supporting us in sports, but she was never really playing with us. She was never on the court with us. Um, But pickleball is something that not only does she play with us, but she beats us. Like my mom's definitely the, I would say the best for for the record. If I had to pick your mom or dad as my partner, it would be your mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I think I agree. I think I I would rather play with mom too. I'm sorry, dad. I know you're going to be listening to this, but we got it. I got game recognizes game. As they it say. is what it is, yeah. man. Man, that's awesome, Uncle. Well, um, I do want to say, I'm as your nephew. I'm really proud of just the ownership that you've taken over your health. That I, um, you know, I we don't talk about it a lot, but I definitely follow. I've been following your journey yeah. over the last few years, years, and am really inspired and proud of you and. I, I want to encourage you to keep going because, oh, man, I appreciate you know, that. I, I need healthy uncles and I want you to be here for a long time and, and, uh, enjoying life so that we can have more memories, uh, to make in the coming years. But I'll, I'll go back to, uh, what you talked about with the festival, because this is really interesting to me. Um, when I think about you, I think about someone who works really hard and someone who, uh, has a mind for, um, I guess, business and, and managing people and, and things like that. And you work for yourself. I know that. And I know there's a lot of people who that's their dream. And so I'd like to ask you, you know, like when, when you decided to start with, uh, however long ago it was that you started the festival, like, what was that process like? What is your mentality when it comes to being the boss and, and, yeah. and stuff like that? 
just <clears throat> what's your outlook on things like that? Man, Josh, it's funny you, you bring that up. I was just um, two of the guys that I'm partnering up with for the pickleball stuff, uh, Pico Polo, which Pico Polo is translation of, you know, Samoan for, for pickleball. Yeah. And uh, which I took a Samoan language class. And found out that there's no literal translation for the word pickle. Yeah, okay. And when I, you know, the the guy that was teaching class, he goes, oh, Neil, you can call it pico polo, which obviously polo in Samoan is ball. Uh-huh. And I'm like, so what do we need to do to make that? He's like, yeah, as long as people understand it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to run with that, man. <laughs> nice. So, <clears throat> um, man, I just lost my train of thought what I was going to tell you. Uh, you were something. talking about some of the guys you're, you're partnering with to start. Yeah, so... Ray, you know, Ray and Ray Tololo and, and Kit Mungley are, are two brothers that I've, you know, have kind of gotten in partnership with, with the whole pickleball thing. And mm-hmm. we've talked about it. Um, what I was going to, what I was going to say in relationship to that. I, have you heard of uh, the Pivot podcast? Uh, I don't think I have. It's run by Ryan Clark. Oh, there's three I actually NFL have guys. heard about this. Yeah. I've never listened to it, but I have heard so about it. So I just heard, like, I, I've listened to that <coughs> podcast, and, man, really cool, the content. Well, I just heard one with Kevin Hart yesterday, and I had forwarded that to Ray and Kit. Um, and it just had to do with what Kevin Hart was sharing just about, like, okay, when, you, when you're successful and you get to a place, at some point, it's got to be more mm-hmm. to you know, why you're doing what you do. And he was just talking about partnerships and he started this thing called heartbeat productions, you know, which obviously it's, it's his, the guys that he grew up with. He's like, look, if they're not winning, like, man, what's it really about? Mm. And, you know, I think about whatever I get involved in, mm-hmm. man, I want to be able to partner with people that man, that I could help them grow. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being part of, you know, when me and uncle Charlie got involved with this festival, I realized we were doing a lot of things and bringing in other people to be part of that process. And now, man, those guys are like family, mm. you know, and I, I, everything that Kevin Hart was sharing in that podcast, man, I'm like, oh man, I could totally relate to that. Mm. Like that's cause he, he talked about it. He's like, man, look, if, you know, if you've made money at what point you're like, he's like, money's just not, you know, like yeah. it's, it doesn't mean anything. We can't share it with, and, you know, help people get to a place where, they're secured and their families being taken care of. And so, you know, I think about that, yeah. you know, like <clears throat> how much work do I really need to do? <laughs> you know, like, but man, if there isn't a purpose to that and content to what you want to do. And so, man, I, you know, with the whole pickleball thing, it's a personal thing because it's, it's tied to hell, you yeah. know, staying active, but it's also partnering with guys like kid and, and Ray that man, we share the same heart about certain things. And, you know, I said, guys, we all bring value to the table, man. It's really cool when we can do it together. You know, it's like, man, I, I know what you're about. When I first talked to Kid about it, I said, look, bro, unless there's purpose to what we're doing, man, I, I just don't, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not just about making money. And like, there's nothing wrong with making money, but there's just got to be a purpose. And, you know, like we got to share the same heart about that. Yeah. And, you know, Uncle Ray, you know, Uncle Ray, man, had like the funny thing about him was when, I asked him to get shirts made. You know, he's a guy that, that helps make shirts, and he had never even heard of pickleball. You know, <laughs> month later, man, he's got twenty guys out playing. Wow. You know, he goes like, "Neil, man, my wife plays, man, but you know, our sisters are coming." But it's it's an opportunity to impact families yeah. in a really cool way. Yeah. You know, it's just a dude, man. This we have an opportunity to really step up when it comes to health. You know, I met with some guys, Polynesian, like when I play pickleball <laughs> here in Spring Hill. 
I got guys that are 78 years old, 75 years old, yeah. man. They're running circles around me, yeah. man. Like, I hope I'm that active when I'm 75, 78, right. you know? Yeah. I went back to California, met up with some guys, Polynesian guys. They were, they, they, the age range was from 60 to 62, 64. And I said, guys, you guys are the senior guys playing pickleball, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But, man, and that's great. But when I asked the guys, but well, there's guys. I just played with a guy out at Carlsbad. He was 80 years old. Wow. And, and active. You know, like you would have thought, man, that dude's 80. But, you know, it's just, man, people that are willing to take, um, you know, a step of faith. You know, it's working it out. Be mindful about where they're at. Impacting families. You yeah. know, so. I think, you know, what I get from that is that when it comes to, to work and business, Obviously, everyone has to everyone has to find a way to pay the bills and, yep. and keep food on the table. Um, but once you get past that, I think, at least in your experience, and I think I could probably relate, is that passion is a key component to to what you do, mm-hmm. and you know whether it's the festival or the pickleball thing or what I know you're involved in a lot of different things. It seems to me like it's, it's the things that, that touch you on a, um, touch your heart and touch yeah. you on a spiritual level that those are the things that you're able to, to invest the most into. Would you agree? Oh yeah. I, I mean, I think my relationship with your dad and uncles, you know, <clears throat> uh, I know when I made the move here, you know, it wasn't about finances, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, when I made the move. And, but I remember, um, I I took a job. So back in 95, when I thought I was going to move to Nashville, you know, I had a guy who, who, um, counseled me and said, well, Neil, man, I think, you know, God may be showing you where he wants to take you, but he's never going to send you in this situation unprepared. So Mm -hmm. he was asking me like, where are your finances? Where are you? Asked me a lot of questions. I was still going to school at San Diego state at the time. And in my mind, I was agreeing with them, but I'm like, man, I'm out of here. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, 1995, I thought I was going to head to Nashville. Uh-huh. You know, I'd, I'd taken a trip out here with uh, Jason Mangel, thinking, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to make the move. And, man, I remember my friend telling me, he's like, Gilbert is the guy. Gil, we call him Pops. Pops said, man, it may be, may be five <laughs> years, Neil, before you go. And I'm like, I'm like, sure. You ever think it's going to be five years? Yeah. It was five years. Wow. But in those five years, man, I remember I took this other job and I was making, you know, decent money for what I was doing. Mm. But I remember thinking, oh, dude, I'm just going to work here, make as much money, and I'm out of here. Never thinking it was going to be five years. Yeah. But I remember taking the approach, man, just be faithful what God puts forth and, and you know, man, everything will fall into place. Yeah. Five years later, I was still there, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but I remember moving up to that company. I remember looking back. And it was crazy. I was making like, I made like an additional $10,000 every year, wow. you know, in that company just moving up, mm-hmm. you know, got into management then started doing stuff, you know, setting up stores and for a company that was working out there. But I was doing the back of heart, man. I'm thinking, man, I'm, I'm supposed to go to Nashville. Then I met with your, you know, I met with your dad and uncle, well, really your dad. And we talked and I remember him sharing his well, Neil, man, you know, we really feel like, man, you would, you know, like you'd be the right person for us, you know, to partner up with. And I remember thinking, man, if they need a sound guy, I'm not the guy. But yeah. God's a God of order, like, it'll make sense. And what your dad shared what the need was for them at the time was something that God had been preparing me for. Mm. And so, but then he said, man, Neil, here's what we could pay. <laughs> and I realized, like, God had already prepared my heart because mm-hmm. he's like, man, look, 
I give increased quarterly. And so I remember the first five years, I, I took like three quarters of pay cut <laughs> when I moved, but, but it wasn't about the money. You know, and I knew it wasn't about the money. And so when I remember the first five years I was here in Nashville, man, I lived on less and I didn't make $10,000 increases those first five years I was here, but spiritually mm-hmm. it was like $10,000 increases wow. for me. And, you know, I just, I had purpose and, man, I was partnered up with guys that were impacting people's lives that you couldn't even put a price on that, yeah. you know? And so, and like, look, after five years, man, it worked out, you know, things yeah. like, you know, guys started bringing different things and you know, stuff happened. Me and Uncle Charlie started doing some stuff on the site and like, yeah. it was good, you know? Yeah. And like, and it's to this day, I mean, it's all worked itself mm-hmm. out. So. I want to ask but, about <clears throat> that, that five-year period that you, before you moved to Nashville where you were yep. working at another job. Um, it seems like your heart was, I'm hopefully hoping to move to Nashville as soon as I can, mm-hmm. but I'm here right now. So I'm just going to do what's in front of me. Yep. How were you able to, um, have success there at that job? Uh, knowing that this isn't really what I'm passionate about. This isn't what maybe my dream is right now. Sure. How were you able to, to still, cause obviously you were, you must have been doing a good job at what yeah. you were doing to be able to move up in the company the way you were. How were you able to do that? Well, I think, you know, part of that is I think when you when when you're relationally with the Lord, I was man, I was growing mm-hmm. and I was really just trying to be faithful whatever God was put in front of me <laughs> and be faithful in that. And so, um, you know, uncles were doing well, you know, because I mean, I would I would monitor what they're doing. I'm like, man, that's great. And it wasn't like I was calling, hey, guys, you know, I stayed in touch. But I just felt like, man, God's timing is always perfect mm-hmm. for what you need to do. But but wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, you really need to be about what God has for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like wherever he's at, be the best person you can be where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of what it is. If, if it's serving, you know, if, if it's waiting tables, just be the best person to serve. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because you never know what you're going to learn from that, that yeah. God's going to use you for it later on in life. Mm-hmm. So... When I was working, it was a company called Barbecues Galore. I was selling high-end barbecue equipment. I remember the guy that the guy that I interviewed. His name was uh, Joe Clark, actually, and uh, he said, "Man, Neil, have you ever sold barbecue? I'd never worked retail before. You know, I was bagging groceries at a Lucky's. You know, and uh, when I told him, I said, man, I, man, I'm willing to learn. You know, and he just said, well, Neil, man, the way he, the way he, uh, well, the way the interview went, he just said, well, Neil, selling barbecues is like." It's like presenting the gospel. You just present the facts and let them make decision. Can mm. you do that? I'm like, man, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I learned how to do. And so, you know, I remember I worked at, um, it was Miramar, where Top Gun was part of, Top okay. Gun was filmed. And they had they had a section in there where Barbecues Galore had a, you know, it, but it was a, um, it was an hourly job. And then when I got into management there, they put me on salary. And it's like, all right, cool, man. And they said, hey, man, there's an opportunity for you to go work in Kearney Mesa at another location, but it's you're on straight commission. You know, oh, and I'm wow. just like, man, I've never worked on straight commission. So I remember, man, my salary job, I'm like, man, dude, I could just work on salary. But I'm like, man, let me let me go there. It's an opportunity. Man, I'm going to work at one of the top stores. Uh, my first paycheck, I remember I made like an extra 100 bucks mm-hmm. more than what I, you know, what I normally would make. Mm-hmm. Then my next paycheck... What I paid in taxes is what I made on salary. I'm like, oh, wow. I, I, I could do this, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, but I also realized, like, 
even in the midst of doing that and trying to be faithful, like there were challenges, you know, in retail, sometimes you're always trying to find advantages and doing stuff. And, um, I would always use my faith, you know, like I would, the guy that, that, that trained me, great guy. Um, his name was Al. And I remember he was wanting to operate stores in a certain way and raise prices on product, you know, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't coming from corporate. He was doing his own raising, you know, I'm like, okay. But I remember, man, reading my, like I would read my, my daily devotion in the office in the morning before I'd go into work. And I remember reading something about raising false wages that God's not going to honor that. Mm-hmm. And I remember going back to him and said, dude, I, I just can't do that, man. I know we're all agreeing to do it with all the stories in this area, but that needs to come from corporate. That's mm-hmm. not our call, man. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to be faithful with God puts forth. And, and he goes, all right, man. Well, hey, man, I respect what you believe. Go ahead and do what you're going to do. And so... My other buddy who ran another store, because we were all running stores in San Diego County, my other buddy, I told him, he wasn't even a believer, and he's like, you know, I'm just going to stick with you, bro. You know, I'm like, that's all good. Well, that end of the year, when I look at that end of the year, I remember we got bonuses that year. Man, I got a $10,000 bonus that year, and I only got capped because... The, the bonus was capped at ten. Yeah. You know, like I should have got ten. That's a whole other. That's a whole other story. Should have been thirty G's, but that's yeah, That's another conversation for another day. My my buddy Bob, he got half of that. Man, Al didn't get a bonus that year. Mm-hmm. And but I always go back to man. At the end of the day, man, that whole scripture that I read that morning about <laughs> raising up false wages, man, God's not going to honor that. Uh-huh. So, and I'm not to my own horn. I'm just saying. Man, just trust God's process of, of what He's calling you to do, uh-huh. and and be about that. That's and, you know, and like, look, trust me, we all. Have, but I think it's who you surround yourself with. You know, surround yourself around wise counsel. You know, man. I, like I was listening to Kevin Hart, and I just thought about some of the things he's done. Like, man, there's so much truth to what he's saying. You know, and it's like, dude, it is. It's who mm-hmm. you surround yourself with, man. Yeah. Surround yourself around good people, man. Mm-hmm. Your uncles, man. I man, I, for 17 years, man. That you know. I was blessed to be in that circle, mm-hmm. you know, I really was. And even though we're not working together, I still, man, look at that and just know that, man, they're still blessing. Obviously, I see it through you guys, mm-hmm. through the kids now, you know, and it's it's, it's great, you know. That's awesome, Uncle. Yeah. Um, I've asked this question to uh, some of my guests before, and uh, I enjoy asking it because it's something I'm really – uh, I spend a lot of time thinking about for myself, and so I want to ask it to you. What are you, what are you dreaming about these days? What's your dream, man? I you know that I just continue. I, I mean, obviously we talked about it a little bit already, just with health and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, you just you want to live life to the fullest, and just live with purpose. You know, I, obviously. I think about Uncle Charlie passing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the morning. Uh, so at the festival, we always got together to pray the morning that we were going to, you know, the festival start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously we were there the week of. And obviously we were praying during the week, but but there was just a moment. We always knew, man, the morning of the festival, let's get together to pray. So obviously, <coughs> I, the, for me, I took some time to reflect about that, mm-hmm. you know, and thinking about Charlie and, and um you know, I think about that, man. Like, yeah, I miss him. I wish he was here. But ultimately, he's where we want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I. so I felt like when I was at the festival, there's people like, man, they, 
because they hadn't been able to really mourn Charlie or, you know, <clears throat> go through the process. You know, I, man, I know Charlie's a good play. Like, you know, like I, I, I'm totally secure about where Charlie's at, you know, and, um, and I felt like I more so had to, you know, comfort people, <laughs> you know, like there's certain guys came up to me and said, man, you know, you know, you know, your partner, Charlie, man, he, he didn't say much, man, but he's just good dude, yeah. you know? And, and obviously our production guys, I realized that we're in a circle of guys. There's one guy that came up to me. He's like, Neil, man, I can't tell you, man, I, I love coming back to do this festival with, with the team because, man, you and Charlie are one guy that's, man, always going through a dark time in my life. You know, uh, he'd gone through a divorce and there's just stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just said, but, Neil, man, you guys just loved on me, man. You guys never judged me. Mm-hmm. Man, you guys just loved me. And so, you know, the opportunity to do that, Josh, to bring hope, yeah. to encourage, you know, wherever people are at. We, the whole thing of, uh, like, even with the pickleball thing, when I started getting my health in order, I remember there was a guy that he knew, there was a brother in the Lord that we kind of had a falling out because he told me he was going to do something and didn't follow through and then, you know, just caused this division between us and, um, you know, I didn't really want to talk about where I was at with my faith, you know, with, well, not my faith, but my health, because I just didn't have a lot of victory in that area. Mm. You know, like I just struggled with it. I'm like, and I didn't want to be a hypocrite. You know, the guy talked about, man, I'm talking to people about their health. And then like, you know, I just, I didn't want to be that guy. It was just an area that I struggled with. And I remember Junior Salinga, the guy who was my health coach, you know, who kind of, man, shared with me, talked to me about yeah, things. And he just loved on me where I was at, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he said, man, dude, you really need to share your story. And I'm like, man, dude, I don't want to be that guy. You know, like you want to talk about, you know, there's other things I'm better at, but man, this area I'm not. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, man, just to share, man. And so I remember finally taking the, the opportunity to share uh, and be transparent about where I was at. And that one guy that I hadn't talked to, we hadn't talked because of that, he called me and he's like, man, you know, I'm just struggling with my, with my health, bro, man, bro, can you help me? And like, it didn't matter what our differences were mm-hmm. at the end of the day, man, there was a brother that was in need, you know? And so I realized like, man, I need to share. Yeah. I need to be willing to be transparent, to help somebody. Cause it helps somebody to, to get this, this part of their lives in order then, man, it's, it's worth it, you know? And then I realized when I started having other guys call me, you know, that were just struggling. They're big guys like me, mm-hmm. you know? Sometimes I used to think, you know, your dad's, you know, your dad and uncles, man, they used to always, I mean, you guys were always running. Mm-hmm. I should have been in there running too, but yeah. I wasn't. I was sleeping. <laughs> but I remember thinking, man, those guys can't relate to what I'm going through, man. They're mm-hmm. not in my size. But you know what? They always encouraged mm-hmm. and always, and you can always, regardless of where you're at, what you're doing, you can always encourage people. Yeah. But I realized me being a big guy, there's a lot of other big guys out there. And when they see me taking action and doing that, um, and sometimes it's, you know, you just have to be active, mm-hmm. you know, that's why part of the slogan on the back of the shirt is stay active, man. Just mm-hmm. stay active, man. Sometimes just, man, do a little bit every day, man. You know, you're not going to knock it all out one day, man. Yeah. You just got to stay active, man. Yeah. So for me, when I go play pickleball, do I want to win? Oh yeah, I do. But at the end of the day, if I get 5,000 steps in a wet shirt, man, I've won. Yeah. So that's, that's it, you There's... know, and, and sometimes, you know, I get there, you realize, and you're talking to somebody and somebody wants to ask you and, you know, there's opportunity to share. And sometimes that's that's what the need is, mm-hmm. you know. So There's an old saying that it says, you got to get better the same way you got sick. Yeah. Meaning, you know, a lot of people, and I think, you know, I'm speaking for myself and I, I know that there's lots of people out there who struggle with their health. Um, 
if you're not where you want to where you want to be, you know, you got there slowly. Yeah. You got there one day at a time. And the way you're going to get healthy again is slowly one day yeah. at a time. And so um, I, I think that people are definitely going to be encouraged by your story, Uncle Neil, and getting to follow along with just your journey as you continue down that road. And um, is Pico Polo, is it, do you guys have a presence online anywhere where if people are curious about it? Well, can go uh, we will eventually. Okay. I actually just secured uh, polypickleball.com and yeah, so we'll start working through that nice. process and <clears throat> working through that and you know, I feel like it's under the umbrella of, of Poly Pickleball, which Pico Polo will be a division under that. Cool. You know, and, and we'll just find different ways and I've talked to like one of the ideas that we have is is literally going into churches and talking about man how do we how do we like specifically Polynesian churches mm-hmm. like we'd love to start there mm-hmm. you know and like how do we stay active how do we get our people to stay active yeah. and you know and involved I think man I think pickleball is a great way to do that for so, sure you know we have Kit who I man I, I think he's a great coach you know he's got a background in coaching you mm-hmm. know and he's got a really heart for that there's a spiritual side of that which I think you know, Uncle Ray you know would, would fit that component mm-hmm. of, of doing that and I said, guys, I love putting events together. So, nice. you know, I think of all of us working together at that. I mean, I mentioned it to your dad, which I said, hey, it's not far-fetched to have this component happen <laughs> in the day. And then at night, have a community outreach event, yeah. you know. But, but man, we need to address sometimes these practical things that are happening in our lives, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, there's a spiritual side of it. Trust me, that is definitely a, a major component of that. But your health is a major component, too. For sure. You know, and so... There just has to be a balance. Yeah. You know, we were talking about um, that. We, you know, the, the cruise. We still do cruise with your, you know, with your uncles and your dad. And then we, you know, me and Uncle Charlie had started a cruise. And there are some things that we wanted to address in that, like insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, things that, I, you know, in small culture, you know, what it is everybody pulls together to make ends meet. Yeah. I'm like, man, if you just had a life insurance policy, you know. But sometimes our people they look at that and they're like, well, man, I don't, man. You know, they're not either not comfortable having that conversation or they think they can't afford it. I'm like, hey, let me just say this. I sold you the cruise. The fact that you can get on payment plan yeah. <laughs> for the cruise, you can get on payment plan for your <laughs> life insurance. So trust yeah. me. And you're not going to convince me that the cruise is more important than life insurance <laughs> for your family. You know, I'm just saying you just have to get some perspective to that. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you need to be encouraged in that, you know. And I think there's ways to do that. Like, man, there's there's ways for us to really encourage our people and help people. Yeah. You know, as long as that that's the heart behind that, man, I think there's always going to be opportunities to help people. Awesome. So, well, yeah. Uncle, thank you for, for your time. I'm definitely going to be, I'm waiting for the, the Instagram, Pico Polo Instagram to go up and I'll be there. And I hope our listeners uh, follow along with that. And I want to thank you for your time, Uncle. I know you're a busy yeah. guy and uh, I really enjoy getting to have you here at the house and uh, just chop it up with you. I hope we can do it well, again soon sometime. Man, I, I'd love to. And I can tell you there's already a topic that I'd like to talk about the next time we're here. Okay. Fantasy football. <laughs> we'll leave it it's, We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there, man. It's coming. I, it's I, already, I had a discussion with, with what used to be known as the Belichick family, yeah. two members of the Belichick family in New York. 
Oh, Needless yeah. to say, what ha- what was talked about at the pool will stay, stay at the pool, pool man. I can only It'll imagine, stay at the pool. I can only imagine the conversations, <laughs> Uncle. I, I've, uh, I've started really within the last like week or two, like started getting back into reading and, and trying to learn, you know. The real question is year. everybody else doing that. That's I the can real. I tell you, not, no, not everyone. <laughs> Not everyone, but uh, I love you, Uncle Neil. And love next you, time, too. Uh, next time, I'll be the reigning champ of the league, and we'll talk about that. <laughs> well, what might help for the draft is have a, a list of players that are not active <laughs> and pass that out. Yeah, we'll, I'll leave it there, yeah. man. I'll leave no, it there. We're not passing lists out. You make your own list. All right, Uncle. Thank All you right, so man. much for your love time. Love you, bud. Love you. Alrighty, bye. For those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.